What up, welcome to the bus. Today, we found ourselves in sunny Malibu, and I'm a little bit lost, but I know our guest is a little ways down the road, and here are our three facts for him. Number one, he was a professional football player. Number two, he was also a superhero. And last but not least, number three, our guest today beat Michael Jordan with a game-winning shot. I hope you know who it is, because I have no clue. Here we go, I need to focus on driving because I'm going through a canyon and I'm not a strong driver. Let's go. Le bus. Uh-oh. Hello, sir. How are you, Jessica? Come on board. You ready for this? Ready for this. Ready for your life to be changed? I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Welcome aboard the bus, our mobile studio here in Malibu today. Dude, well, I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you're here today, man. Thank you so much for coming out. Psyched to be here. Yeah, this cool. is so cool. Um, you know, I, I was telling my... Well, first off, I guess we have a couple mutual friends. That's how this came up about. Um, you know Justin, our good friend Justin through he's, basketball. He's gold to me. So that's strike one against yeah, you right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> but you have redeeming that you have the McKenzie's and the stands yes. over there. <laughs> Were we... So I went to that shootout in Ojai. Mm -hmm. Um, the year I was there, I'm trying to think of who else was there to see if maybe we were there at the same time. Um, it was it was someone's brother, like Sylvester Stallone's brother. Is that Frank Stallone? Did uh, I make that up? I might be making might that be. up. Yeah. Does he have a brother? Yeah, Frank, Frank, okay. Frank Stallone. Sure. Might have been him. Um, dude, it was so fun. I had no idea what we were getting ourselves uh, into. But you've been skeet to that. It's great. I'm yeah. a, I, I like to shoot. Okay. So I, I love that shooting skeet. It's nothing that I'm particularly good at. I've never practiced okay. it or anything, um, but I enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah. A lot of hand-eye coordination and following yeah. and keep going through after, even after you pull the trigger, you got to keep following, keep making sure the shot goes right. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I just, it's any competition like that is fun for me. Dude, and it's funny because uh, Lizzie and Laura are like sharpshooters. They're and, very good. And I didn't know that. And they put them on the same team. Yeah. And the year I was there, they won the whole they thing. Stack it. Yeah, they were just, they, they put one other person who was really good too. I think it was, uh, oh gosh, who was that? I'll think of it in a minute. Um, Estrada's pretty good. Estrada, yes. And then uh, David, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, David Henry. Do you know David Henry? He's a young, uh, How I Met Your Mother, young actor. It's not clicking, but I probably know if I, I saw his David face. David Henry. I might, be, I might be making that name up, too. I'm making it stuff up today. Could, we'll that's good. Nay, if but you don't know, fake it. My grandfather... Little known fact. So I'll actually show you a thing. He's like was a famous um, bow and arrow hunter, and he took oh, wow. these guys out on wild Holy hunts, smokes. like the world's biggest bears, um, with a bow and arrow hunter. What the heck? And, and um, he one time took me out when I was a kid hunting, and not just to shoot. And I had I was a, a gym rat. I wasn't in the outdoors. Like my brother was the one going getting the fish, getting the deer, <laughs> and I was the guy that's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym and just dribble. You know what I mean? Of course. So I remember shooting, and, and I'm left-handed. But I'm one of those people, you know, like a lot of left-handed right, do things. It. Yeah, you do other things. So I was shooting, yeah, like this, but with my left eye. That's wrong. And I remember, yeah, I remember he, he was just <laughs> cussing me out. And, and I was like sensitive little kid. And I was all upset. I was like, I'm never doing this again. But like for me, I, I was definitely doing it wrong. And he, he was just, you know, he's old school. One of those ornery old cusses that took like a sane boat, like those boats we were looking out at, um, over to Hawaii from Alaska. 50-foot seas, like back in the 50s. That's right. You were born in Alaska, weren't you? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Different. That's very cool. And, and you were from? I was born in Detroit, Michigan. It's okay. almost like Alaska, only totally different. Yeah. <laughs> totally not anything like <laughs> and I moved to Malibu, California when I, I moved to California when I was three and Malibu when I was five. Okay. And I'm still here. And you can't leave. It's ten years later. You picked a good spot. Ten. But <laughs> something like that. Sorry, ten I'm, years. A lot, of, a lot of years. Do you know, I think you do, Rocco. Rocco 
Nugent. Yes. Rocco Moon. Okay. Rocco Moon. Did you play with him in the Of course the I did. League? Okay. He's got good we, handles. He's a good player. Yeah. Like we've had good. we've had battles and I'm like, I didn't know Rocco was this oh, good. Oh yeah, he's got But you know he's, he's a Detroit Detroit guy. Of course. Yeah. There's not that many of us got, out here. Got a couple uh Detroit people out yeah, there. Yeah, Rocco's for real. He's a good he's a good hoopster. Good kid. Yeah. Like I mean, I call him a kid. We're basically the same you age. You guys are kids. I lived with him you are, for... You are kids. For three years. We're punk kids. Yeah. We're figuring it out. Good kids. We're trying to make our way He's over. He's an eclectic dude. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Well, it's so funny because I've had this conversation with him. He is like how my grandpa was because his dad's a hunter. Sure. And into the outdoors. And the way they talk is just so colorful and different where it's like they remember the exact year. They remember the season, what it was like out. And so he'll be like, yeah, it was December 22nd, about uh, 2001. But he be telling the story that's not hunting related but i'm like i pick up on it because i was around my grandpa hearing these stories so much and uh but, but it, after a while living with someone like that it would be like bro do you want no. me to pass you the ketchup <laughs> like what are you saying a deer is in the woods i'm like what do you want like, that's what rocco you, though yeah. that's just rocco and that's what's the beauty of him i ran into him uh like a month ago at this grocery store Erwan over by the grove uh, and he's over there he's got some trendy little hipster outfit and i'm like what are you doing here i thought you were back in detroit and he was in town doing something uh for the weekend but uh did he go back yeah. to detroit he's uh he's out there a little bit he, but he just told me last week he just moved back so he's at, he'll be back out here full time welcome everything. back rock moon moon building in the game <laughs> <laughs> so how did this all kind of begin for you when you were um so you you were born out in detroit and then you came here as a punk oh, you kid the whole like the beginning that of kind of, yeah i don't know so i'm curious yeah sure. specifically i was like they're like you should look up so no. i'm like no i'd rather just Sit like out find out yeah yeah so my mom um, you don't have to go too no, deep if you don't want to or you can go as deep as you listen, want it's your I got, world I'm, I, I got nothing to hide okay um and it's an interesting story my mom uh divorced my father my biological father before i was born okay um they she left him and he was he was philandering, and okay. she left him. And uh, my grandfather was a commander in the Navy. He was stationed in uh, Detroit, Selfridge Air Force Base, at the time. Um, she left her. She left Georgia, where her army husband at the time was philandering, and she left him. Took mm. off with my older brother, two years older than me, Roger, and me, pregnant in in the in the in the womb, and got wow. on, a, I guess, a train. Took it up to Detroit two or three days later after she got there. She moved back in with her parents. I was born in Detroit. So hmm. I was raised. She, he didn't fight it. You know, he had another kid four months later. Okay. With another woman. And somewhere else. Okay. So, so yeah. He's... So he didn't fight it. They got divorced. My mom uh, went back, um, stayed there, lived with them, and um, wanted to be an actress. Young, pretty girl with two kids at 20 years old. Your mom did? Yeah. Okay. She was 20 years old. She got two kids. Wow. This is a different time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's living with her military father. And so she, when I was three years old, she up and moved with my brother and myself to Los Angeles to become a, a movie star. And she, just the three of you. Just the three of us. Jeez. And then so she worked. She worked as an original one of the Playboy bunnies. Okay. The serving bunny girls who did that in the clubs. Yeah. Back in the back in the old days. Back Which was the, a lot different. The what the bunnies were up well, yeah, to then than exactly. today. It's yeah. not pictorials or things clear. like that. Yeah. Although my yeah. mom was in one photo. Which was she? I have a very funny story with that one. With a young half. With a young. <laughs> no half in that shot. Okay. But she was uh, my given name is Tanaka. Okay. And she was known as Dolly Tanaka. Because you were called different na names, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, a blonde hair, blue eyed, five foot two, named Dolly Tanaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusing um, a lot of people. But she came out to be a uh, an actress, and she met my father, who was out here from South Dakota, to be a an actor, or my my dad, the guy who raised me, who's mm -hmm. my stepfather technically, but I've never called him that in my lifetime. Yeah. I never ever yeah. met my biological father. So she met my dad when uh, when I was three or three or four, and then they fell in love, got married, didn't have a 
a penny between them. Yeah. Um, and we were living in Hollywood, and there was a there was a, a situation came up where there was a, a pistol. I found a pistol in a in a pond that had been used in a crime nearby. Um, the day that that happened, I was we were playing cops and robbers, my brother and my couple little friends, and I picked up that little pistol and I was going to shoot it. and It was loaded, I guess, and um, uh, my dad took it from me. He said, "Dean, come over here and let me see that." And, yeah. Um, <laughs> that day, yeah. He brought, that day they they moved us from Hollywood to uh, to Malibu, California, Paradise Cove trailer hmm. park. Yeah, yeah, And um, it was the greatest upbringing you could ever ask for, hmm. for a young man, a young kid, young girl, anybody, because we just were running around, which is beach time, kids were running around until it was dark, then we had to be back in at dark, parents were everybody, everywhere, everybody yeah. knew everybody, we were at everybody's yeah. different house, or we were down at the beach, or but it was just idyllic to yeah. grow up like that. And little did I know that my parents, you know, their best friends were Eileen and Leo Penn, mm-hmm. you know, from the Penn family, Chris Penn, Sean Penn, okay. on that whole bunch, and I didn't know... And, you know, I didn't know what anybody's parents did. I didn't know anything about yeah, the, yeah. the business. Just having a good time at the beach. So yeah, so all these around. kids grew up, and these parents all grew up in, in the film world. And my dad um, moved from acting, which he was not very good at, to directing, which okay. he was very good at. Okay. Um, and it took a long time. He made a lot of small films, and I was growing up on film sets my whole life. Hmm. Little film sets, little tiny little yeah. things, and it was great. And that's how I sort of transitioned and was was exposed to the world of film, and. I mean, I literally grew up in it. He hit his first big time. He the first like A movie he did was with Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Wilford Brimley, called The Stone Boy. Okay. I was between my junior and senior years of high school. I didn't plan on being an actor. I yeah, yeah. To, I heard that Sean Penn was doing some acting. He did Fast Times, and I know Rob Lowe was starting to do some acting. And there were some people that I knew were starting to get into it. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, that's weird. Yeah. And you know, Charlie Charlie Sheen's dad, Emilio's dad, was Martin Sheen. I knew who he was to, to a degree, but I didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. as an actor. You never thought about it. And are these all kind of like? People in the neighborhood or family yeah, friends. All, they, all so, but I grew up. You said you're just kids. going to school. I grew up playing baseball with Charlie and okay. and Chris Penn playing football with him and uh, Chad Lowe. Rob was a little bit. Rob was a year older than me. And, okay. or two years older than me. Or year 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 two. Whatever it was. Two, I think two. Um, Holly Robinson. So all these people who were ended up in this business. We grew up as kids together, so I've yeah, known them forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my, fact, so my cool. dad directed, produced, and directed Young Guns. Okay. The original one with Charlie, Emilio, oh, wow. um, uh, and, and and the whole group, Kiefer, and all those. So guys. for casting, uh, your dad would just come to the neighborhood and be like, "Hey, roll call, blow well, the whistle, the funny everybody is, come in here." He needs was a you coach. for a day. Needs you. He was our coach okay. for everything. So you know, when you're on set. You're speaking to your director. You'd be like, you know, hey Bill or Fred, or whatever. They'd be like, Mr. Kane, um, do we do? Blah? That's that's what they were calling him, which is yeah. hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and Amelia was great as Billy the Kid, and those guys. I was in college at the time. Yeah. So for me, I I just wanted to go to high school um, and play football, and then go get mm-hmm. that. And, and I played every sport under the sun. Okay. Um, but football was where I was really best. Okay. I ran track and I played volleyball. I did all those other things and wrestling. You said wrestling too. Yeah. Yeah. And Dude, so we need your assault gun. Where Where is it? It's at? Right there. We might have to get we this off. Get Can we get this off? Yeah. You what, did you get him up against something like okay. that and it just wastes. It, okay. Him. When he gets, I'm gonna just grab it. Yeah. yeah get can it, we get, get that it. over here? Yeah. Muzzle so, awareness. Yeah. 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 Come on now. Yeah. 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 Come on. Here, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you in. I'm nervous now. Okay. So awareness. What happens? We'll just. So you gave me a little demo earlier without the salt, but basically. It just shoots a, a, it shoots a, a spray st- of salt yeah. that to us would do no damage. You never yeah. shoot in the face or the eyes or anything like that. Yeah. But um, the, the humans? You humans. said, don't you? Okay. Sh- I'm going to shoot your hand and I'll show you okay. exactly okay. what it feels like. I'll take a hand shot. And, uh, um, but to get to that, that, to finish that point, oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was uh, I did my first film. It's called The Stone Boy with Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, that whole bunch. But just because I didn't want to be an actor, but I looked like. 
um, the kid who was playing the Stone Boy. So I got killed okay. within the first five minutes. But that was my first foray, real foray into acting, and I thought that was pretty cool. You got a taste, and you're like, I, I, can I do thought this. that was pretty cool. It's fun. I can do this. Well, no, the most ridiculous thing in the world was a casting director told me um, after seeing that they're like, listen. I think you could have a future as an actor. So I would tell you, don't go to college. Start working on your acting and acting. I thought that was the most ridiculous yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally we'll was laughing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd been accepted. I'd been offered scholarships at the Yin Yang. I had 17 different offers to different schools. Um, and I chose Princeton University. I chose okay. uh, to go to New Jersey, where they don't offer... Um, athletic scholarship really but my dad paid for it okay um, but, but I wouldn't have gotten in without my ability to play football so why did you choose that school best school in the world the, the, literally in the world literally, okay best school in the world like, um, it doesn't matter if they don't have the scholarships like I just want to be I, there I want to be around the best people the brightest minds and yeah. I had a romantic ideal of what I thought college was going to be and growing up here in Malibu with Pepperdine is one of the most beautiful campuses in the world. Yeah, I just never felt like that was school. I always had this idea of I don't know how they ever uh, get any studying done here. I couldn't. My sister went there. My uncle went there. My aunt went there. Yeah, they all went. They somehow studied. They, yeah, somehow. But they're not real bright. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, kidding. Um, so we love them. We do love them very much. Um, no, but it, it's just uh, I went to Princeton and I got there and I saw the campus and I saw the football program and I saw everything and it was exactly. This romantic ideal that I had in my head. I read a book called uh, Separate Peace mm -hmm. by John Knowles. It's one of the things you read in high school. And th it described a fictitious um, prep school. But that prep school, I think, was probably Deerfield or someplace like that. Mm -hmm. But I had this idea in my head that's what college could be like for yeah. me. And it started with a guy walking back uh, on, the, on, the foot, on, the, on the playing fields and things and remembering what was going on in his youth. And I thought, for some reason, that hit me in this romantic, uh, you know, this romanticized idea in my brain. And that's what I wanted to be able to do someday. Yeah. So it was exactly what So it was like I it expected. came together. Full my, circle, like, this is it. I'm and coming. my dad paid for it. You know, he paid for my college as opposed to me getting a full ride. So yeah. I'm forever in great, you know, grateful to my father for that. This is the assault gun. Okay. A assault. A I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bug <laughs> assault. Okay. Right? Yes. Sorry it's aimed at you. At yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's loaded. I see you hiding back go. there, Rob and Jim. But uh, if it was a real firearm of any sort, I wouldn't ever have it muzzled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loaded or unloaded. We know you got good you got good form. I can't do that. So this, um, shoots a spray of salt and it will drop you'll lose a a fly or a bug that gets you now yeah, so it, yeah. it, if you put your hand up pull it back just a little bit okay right, I don't right want to aim it right at lens but you'll yeah, feel here, it go over here, go over ready oh yeah that was a, that was See? formidable it scares I kinda, you I kinda, a little yeah, yeah. so it's a, it, you have to shuck it like a, like a shotgun it, it is it really is a shotgun spray and then you click this back there okay and then uh, that's, it's loaded and ready to go really if you feel like shooting my I'm, hand I'm good to go right now yep. watch yourself back there we'll get her I'm a no looker Yep. See, you feel that little sting. It does. Yeah. yeah. And that that will disable a fly. Does it or send a, a message to the other flies too? Because I want to send a message. I, I have <laughs> taken these and we've done the the bug assault shots and we've shot them in slow motion and put them on like Instagram and stuff because I think it's hysterical. <laughs> and you can um, actually see it. In. Yeah. Oh, you see them hit boom, boom, when they tumble through the air and. I don't is it a painful fun. death for the fly? Because you know people worry about these types I of things worry, these days. I'm not so worried about that. Because once I shoot them and knock them down, I make it quick. Yeah, I don't, I'm not into things suffering. I don't want things to suffer. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to make things suffer. Although there's some them folks that do some awful things. The folks that wouldn't mind if they suffered a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I would never make an animal suffer if I didn't have to. So you were saying you had this idea um, of what college was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then you went there. I'm curious to see, cause I went to, I literally went from little Island in Alaska and nothing Amazing. there, taking a boat every day, um, to San Diego, same thing. And so the <laughs> college I went to was almost like Pepperdine, but not near as cool. 
Quite University Roman City. Nazarene, oh. right on the beach. So we were a little close, uh, about the same distance from the water. But I remember we came here for a game um, for, for basketball. Sure. And I was like, this is like a bigger, kind of upgraded version of, of Point Loma. Um, and so I had a very dialed back experience than a lot of people that I know that went crazy and were going to all these things. Like it was, like I thought like, wow, college is crazy. But when I talked to other people, I'm like, wow, I had the most conservative, like not exciting <laughs> college experience ever. Like, you know what I mean? So what, I'm, what was the kind of, what were you expecting going in? I guess what was um, the outcome of what happened when you were there? Well, I think it's subjective to everybody. Okay. I mean, everybody's going to have a different experience. For me, Princeton was, um, I was shocked, first of all, at the academics. It was so much more difficult than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. well, you picked it. I, I, you had I to chose Princeton, school. right? Yeah, yeah. I used to be able to rip through AP classes and do very well while still playing football. It was kind of, I, I was a, a little bit unique in that sense. Yeah. I never really followed, I was never just hanging out with the football players. I was never just hanging out with the AP students. I wasn't hanging out with the theater people, but I would hang out with any or all of them at any point in time. In fact, one of the kids was uh, that I would hang out with and protect all the time was a, was a kid who had, uh, I think he had... Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was MS. Um, um, I, I don't remember what exactly he, he was afflicted with, but he was—he uh, would get picked on sometimes, and it was clear that he had something going on. But I would always protect him, and he was the greatest guy, and I would sit there and have lunch with him half the time. Yeah. Um, I was just very... I would bounce from... this is college age. This is high school. Oh, this is high school. I did okay, that in okay. high school. When I yeah. got to... When I was... The idea for college, I expected... You know, I wanted to go someplace. I had this idealized version of like going to school and really studying and learning things, et cetera, et cetera, which is exactly what Princeton, what it was. Yeah. Of course, there's a great social life to be had in college, and yeah. um, I enjoyed that too. But the, you know, the, the academics were very tough. A lot of the kids were way better prepared. I was way underprepared getting there. I went to Santa Monica High School. Okay. Um, I didn't even know what the SAT was. Is that was. Crossroads? Is that what they call that? Is that no, Crossroads totally is, is private and, and it's a college okay. prep. Okay. Santa Monica is public and. Okay. and Good luck. Yeah. And I was able to apply myself well in high school, not tremendously well, but I always could rip through and get good grades on whatever I wanted to and um, still be able to compete in sports. I played a sport every semester, every year, every time. It's the same thing in college. I didn't have a day where I didn't have practice as well. That was part of my school day as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Because I played multiple sports in, in high school and multiple sports in college. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when I was getting to Princeton, I thought, okay, this is going to be wonderful. Well, been doing this, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. see what happens. And then I found that I was shockingly. I mean, the first exam I took was in economics, and I got an eighty-six. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's all right. You know, it's a B. Yeah, yeah. It was a C minus or C plus. And I was like, why? Why is this a C plus? Yeah, yeah. It's an eighty-six. Yeah, eighties. And they're like, well, because we graded on a curve. And on the curve, everyone else, everyone's, is, and you were way in the bottom part. I'm like, what? The, the curve's supposed I to help us. I, I missed three the other questions. Way. I missed three <laughs> questions in the whole thing. And he's like, well, yeah. And don't miss. A lot em. of the guys didn't miss them, and they did. Uh, they got the extra stuff too. And I was like, okay, <laughs> batting down the hatches a little bit. And so I learned how to learn, and I learned how to be a better student. Um, but I had a lot of difficulty as well. I faced a lot of issues. Like as a freshman, you couldn't at the time, you couldn't play varsity football. Um, as a freshman, because they hmm. they called it, you know, it was the Ivy League rule, okay. and the, the rule was because the because the academics are so difficult, you had to get these kids a a year in school before you can thrust That's them into so what bizarre. varsity football yeah, was like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're there for 18 days, 20 days beforehand, doing all your two and three days, and uh, going through all your practices and so on and so forth. It's a, it's a big step up. Well, we had to play freshman football, which I found frustrating as could be. Yeah, yeah. I knew I could have walked on and started as a freshman. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to go big time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I couldn't even play the full game as a freshman. It was just driving me nuts. Yeah. Stuff I hated because yeah. I'm into a meritocracy. Football, sports, it's a meritocracy. Yeah. If you can't handle it and you're not good enough, yeah. you're out. Yeah. And if 
you're really good and you get injured, guess what? You're out. No participation awards? No, I'm not a big fan Man. of the participation trophy. I never have been, never will be. Um, there's a reason you get rewarded for that extra effort, and that's yeah. and that's something I believe in full We full live in force. a sissy generation right now. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I think, think we're we on do. the same the My same son is not raised that way. And I, went, I went to a baseball game last week in Arizona. My nephew, a kid, hit the ball. And it was a little bit cold in Arizona uh, standards. Hit the ball. And so it was like we, 75. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, he didn't hit it clean. It kind of vibrated his hands. The kid's out there crying on the field. I'm like, in Alaska, and this is an example, we played with snow on the field. Like, it was always like that. No one cried. Like, we were tough. At least <laughs> I remember. Like, if someone did that, we would all, like, what the heck? Not, like yeah. yeah, we'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's what's what you got to do. And we all get the little ding on the bat. Yeah. We've, all, we've all felt that. Shake yeah. it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's different now. And that's the big thing my brother and I were talking about. Is like, dude, they just need to toughen up. Like, everyone's, it's that whole thing that we're. I think that they have the ability. I think there's people who've gone too far the other direction. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I won't do that as a parent. Yeah. You know, my yeah. kid is special to me, but I also tell him you have to go work hard. You have to be respectful to everybody, respect their opinions, be respectful to them. If there's somebody you can dominate in a mixed martial arts thing and you're in there really working, if you're in a competition, you dominate them. Yeah. That's yeah. all there you is to it. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. You, you owe it to yourself and you yeah. owe it to them as a competitor. Yeah. Um, when you're working and practicing, you don't have to break somebody's arm or anything like that. You're teaching, you're going. Yeah. And that's part of it. But but I've never been a big guy for participation trophies. And yeah. I, you ever see that Kia commercial where the guy, it's the father, he's walking out with his son, they were the champs. And then it just it gets the thing and it doesn't say champs. He's like, that's a good game, son. And the thing just said, you know, good, whatever. Blah, yeah. blah. He's like, what is this? Like, yeah. yeah. He took it off and he wrote champs on it. I, I, I've never owned a Kia, but I almost went and bought one right there. You're I was like, Kia, yes! Right, yeah. Blake Griffin, now this, it's working. <laughs> I just dug it. I thought that, I don't, I just think that the way that a lot of the kids are being raised, and uh, it's unfortunate, I think it's expressing itself a lot in, in, in sort of the, the, sort of the, the kind of social protests and things that you're seeing now. Um, I think it's gone too far that way, and That's I think crazy. I think it'll write itself. But yeah. I just think that yeah. um, there it's are a lot of folks that don't. I mean, travel. You know, travel the world. I travel the world. Yeah. I I go everywhere. I've been in war zones. I've been. You know, I was in Iraq in 2005. Jeez. I've been. I was just got back from Armenia. Um, I've been. You know, Kenya, Vietnam, Nicaragua. Uh, real tough situations. Real tough places. And yeah. a few. A lot of them with David. Yeah. As well, yeah. and doing a lot of charity work and things like that, and yeah. seeing some real tough areas and seeing how people are treated. Uh, toughen up because it, those markets you know, in Armenia where the people like the, talk about flies, <laughs> you'd you need a whole the, oh, army yeah. of these things. Just just attack the salt their food. to it. Yeah, they get their all their food and they're just out there, just nothing. They have nothing. They're on the side of like a mountain, and you just show up and you're like, what is this like bizarre like scenario out here? And uh, it, uh, that's the coolest thing from traveling too. Even in the United States, like sure. when we took this thing, you know, I hadn't been to a lot of these states, you know, and they're flyover different states. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't been to a lot of them, and I'm like. Wow, there's just like I grew up in a remote place, but I've been away from it for a while, so I kind of forget. Like, man, there's nothing going on out here, but it's 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 a different time. And uh oh, so my nephew, one of the teams he was on, um, they the coach started paying them um, money. He would give the players money afterwards for how many hits they got or like how many plays they did. And my brother made him go and give it the money back to. Like, he's like, don't take that. Like, what? Like, what? You have to pay to do your. Your job, like, 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 that's what you're supposed I mean, listen, to do. You're like, a professional baseball player, yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you yeah. get to that place, yeah. fine. Yeah, get your 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 batting average up to above yeah. 300, and you're going to get another million dollars. Great business. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Get your A rod on. Yeah, exactly. But even that, sometimes those incentive bonuses will will screw you up. If you get paid for sacks, yeah, 
You're going to be looking for the sack every time as opposed to maybe playing the right play. Yeah, maybe yeah. playing the draw a little bit just because, you know, you got to do it right. So that's that, that's a slippery slope sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, I, I always go by wins. Yeah. Whatever helps yeah. the team, Get that's the always the best thing. So what happened in this culture? Because I feel like like it's set up, like I see where it's like, you're going to be like, I'm done with this or something like that. So you're playing yeah, well, you know, so freshman I was, year. I was playing football and then I got to be a sophomore. Fan. I went through my freshman year. It was a lot of fun. And you're just playing football? or just, were you I playing... played football and then I ran track. In track. Okay. Indoor season and outdoor Perfect. season. Perfect. So you're staying in shape. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to um, because I wanted to be a great football player, and I yeah. wanted to be as a runner. They wanted me to weigh 172 pounds. As a football player, I wanted to weigh 190. And my coach was the Olympic coach, Fred Ellis from '84. Okay, um, great coach, but uh, I didn't want to weigh 172 and play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, it was a little bit tough. I ended up stop running track after my freshman year, but as a sophomore, I started playing varsity. I wasn't prepared for the heat and the humidity that we had to face in the triple the three days. And stepping up to that level anyway, even though I knew I could start right away, it's just a whole le level of speed and power and hitting. And um, it took me a little bit to adjust. I yeah, started as yeah. a sophomore right so away. It's a faster game. Oh yeah, yeah make the transition. But I started across. right away, and I you know I made a big game-saving interception the first the first game of the season, and I was a natural player. So it was yeah. very comfortable yeah. for me to do so uh, and be there. And I was all Ivy as, uh, as a freshman. I was a sophomore, and as a junior, I was first team all Ivy, and then an All American as a senior, and everything was great. But at at the end of my sophomore year, my father hadn't been around. He had been down in Brazil shooting a film called Where the River Runs Black, and uh, he'd been there since the summertime. I down there with him, saw I get started. I was 17, or and I, I, was, I guess I was 18 and a half when I was down there, and it was it was really cool. But he didn't come back until at the last game of my my sophomore year, and I was my coach would scream at me every single day, not to like scream at me, but like in my face screaming at me. That's his style. He's like a Bobby Knight his, type coach. Yeah. Okay. And his name's Steve Verbit. Okay. And he had come over because what had happened, you know, here's something I tell young athletes also is don't go to a school for the coach. Because I got there, and the coach, when I got there as a freshman, that was the same coach. And then after my freshman year, he was fired. Yeah. New coach came okay. in for my sophomore year. Uh, I wanted to play receiver. They're like, no, we want, they let me run like three routes. And then they put me on back on defense. So they knew that's where they needed me as a defensive back. They had some good receivers, and they, I just wasn't going to be able to play receiver. Hmm. Fine. Yeah. Um, um, but I could. I was said, I you know, I can. I, there's nobody's going to have better hands than me. I would say that then right up front. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were just like, we need you on defense. That's what we need you to do. Yeah. Uh, like that's not why I came here. That's, yeah, that, like, well, but I didn't come yeah. there just. I, we had to sign a little card back in the day that said, "I'll play whatever position best helps the team." Hmm. It's different than they some of the things you, you yeah, see they now. Got you. But I meant it though. I yeah. meant it too. And, yeah. I was, and I actually was really suited to play free safety. They played. I started at corner, okay. which is where I shouldn't have been. But it's hard to give the defense over to a, a, a sophomore. You know, it's hard. Yeah. And your free safety is the leader. Your middle linebacker and your free safety do make all the calls, and that's why we did that back then. Hmm. Anyway, so um, after that season, my, my final game my freshman year, my dad showed up for, and I was ready to quit. I, I work out with UCLA in between, um, in between seasons and stuff when I'm out here in, in California before I'd go back. And I was running out there with Troy Aikman and, and, and Flipper Anderson and Paco yeah. Craig and Ken Norton Jr. and James Washington. And I was like, I'm running, I feel very comfortable. You know, yeah, yeah. And I could have easily walked anywhere and gotten a full ride scholarship and yeah. played. And, and at Princeton, I was treated more like a Neanderthal than a. Yeah. Than a, um, um, a, a, a an athlete and, and favored. None yeah. of that stuff happened. That's crazy. So, like, do you guys know I have other options? Like, I well, we all do. But the, the, the yeah. academics was the focus, 100. percent So, yeah. 
so we, um, I, I was ready to call it. My dad said, listen, just finish out the year here, whatever. Do your thing. Have a good game tomorrow. Do their thing. I had three interceptions that game. We won. You know, I got, I was up on top of everybody's shoulders on the way out. You know, and then I was got thrown up on the shoulders at the end of the game. A whole big thing. It was wonderful. Totally um, Didn't put me around there. Okay. That wasn't it. I was ready to, to go and transfer and go play somewhere else. And because it was from an Ivy League school, I wasn't going to have to sit out a year. Mm. I could have taken a full scholarship and gone somewhere else. I'm, I, I, I believe that being the case. Um, I was going to go to Cal originally, hmm. and I chose not to go there. I went to Princeton instead at Princeton, and I broke a number of NCAA records, and I got to go play in the NFL. I got to play for the Buffalo Bills, okay. and it was amazing. It was a great, unbelievable experience. Right, right out of college? Yeah, right. right Boom. That's, that's the only way to do it. You don't do it any other way than yeah, yeah, yeah. football. Yeah. Um, and yeah, how long so were you with, with the Bills? I got injured as a rookie, knee okay. injury, and then it was find something else to do. What am I going to do? Yeah. Well, the two things I'd always done very, very well were foot, play football and be a student. Yeah. And both of those were gone within three months. Yeah. That's when life sort of smacks you in the face. You go, wow, okay, what am I going to do? And I'd been, my dad had been pushing me as a writer to write. Write, okay. write, 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 write. If you write, you can always be a, a writer. doesn't matter what you look it's like. It doesn't work. matter how good looking you are. doesn't matter how short you are, how tall, how fast, any of that. You can, If you can tell a story, you can always work. Hmm. And so he started pushing me as a writer. I've written tons since. I used to write, I, I wrote episodes of Lois and Clark. I wrote, uh, hmm. I wrote, I mean, I still write all the time. I've got projects out right now. I just came out with a bunch of projects. And yeah. someday I'm hopefully going to be a very successful overnight success as a writer. Yeah, yeah. You know, 25 years later. Yeah. Um, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a number of things that have been produced, but that's, the way it works it's hard work like anything in this life it's always hard work and that's all there is to it you work hard you can get anything you want the thing that I found and I, I could already pick up just from our short time together is that you don't like people that blame not that you don't like them but people that are blaming other people making excuses saying whatever it is I'm the wrong race religion grew up in the wrong area um, it, it comes down to I can make a choice and I can either be the victim here and be like, oh, I have an injury, I've only known academics, like I don't know what I'm gonna do, or you can make the choice to be like, I'm gonna take responsibility, I'm gonna outwork everyone, and, and that's kind of been something. Did you ever watch The Pistol? With uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. Well, I know who he is, sure. Okay, yeah. so there's an old school movie, and I watched it when I was a kid, and it was literally just. It's called The Pistol? It's called The Pistol. You have Aww. to check it out, it's incredible. And um, I don't know the kid that played it, but he was so good. And it just shows him. Maravich well, wasn't the most talented. All the time, dribbling on the train tracks. And so my life literally became that, where I was the Alaska version of it. I'm dribbling on the docks and, and on the bike and having my dad drive and dribbling out the car window. And people that grew up with us will tell you like, yeah, we all thought he was like a weirdo, like dribbling at the movie theater and that kind of thing. But it's that, and now we call it the 10,000 hours. You know, we got our 10,000 hours. And back then we didn't know that's what we were doing. We were just having fun. And we grew up, up in a place where there wasn't a lot to do also. So it was like, well, this is fun. You know, we don't have a lot of Nintendos or TVs. We're on the island. But it's that, that persistence and that hard work. I'm gonna have to check out that that quote, um, Calvin Coolidge. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to rewind to one thing. Um, I was the uh, same way in um, in junior high, more even so than high school. Of uh, my my mom always said, notice the invisible people, <laughs> um, you know. And and I wasn't. I looking back, I guess I was kind of popular, but I was just into basketball. I didn't really even like girls. Like I was just like I was playing basketball all the time. Um, but I remember there's one kid in particular and. Um, you know, he was one of those kids that my athlete friends were kicking him in the hallway and doing awful stuff. 
and um, it was always just taking a time to like go invite them to lunch. Like you said, you're eating lunch with your friends. All the time. And it, and it made the other kids not like me for doing that. And um, and I also was afraid the kid honestly might come and like shoot everyone. So I'm like, if I'm nice, like he'll go, oh, you were cool. Like you gave oh, me I'll, snack I'll shoot those guys, you. Yeah, I was terrified of this kid. He was huge. Like, kind of had the goth thing going back then. Sure. Um, but what do you think? Because, in, and I'm in schools all the time now, and, and I think the kid that's getting bullied, you know, they tell you, go tell adult, they're not really going to be able to do much. It's the, it's the bystander. It's, the, it's those people that need to stand up and put someone in their place and be like, what are you doing? Like, you're just going to someone weaker than you that, and do that thing. So, like, for you, with, with this particular friend, I'm sure there's a bunch of people you did that with. Um, Nobody what picked compelled on you? Nobody picked on him what, in high school because I wouldn't let him. Yeah. What compelled you? To do that, it just is it just? I think it was innate. It was literally what? innate. I wouldn't. I just couldn't even accept it. I guess as yeah. I was a kid growing up, my son, my brother was two years older than me. So I remember in in in, in being a little kid, you know, you're gonna have to fight some of the old upperclassmen and stuff like. You know, we had regular normal little fights back then. Yeah, you know, little playground tussles. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. weren't bringing guns that or sticks or things, knives. None of that stuff happened. Yeah. Um, it was just a brawl. If there was a brawl, there was a brawl. But I remember that I used to protect my my grade kids from the older kids. And I took a couple thumpings. Yeah. I took one particularly <laughs> bad thumping as a little kid, too, trying to stick up for the someone else's reaction. You're like, I yeah. don't even know this guy like that. Well, but I, no, yeah. I stopped, I, but I, I was prepared. Yeah. You know, I said, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to stick up for the guy, and that's just the yeah. way it is. Um, but I had done that. I, so I had a reputation of doing that growing up. And even when I changed from going to school in Malibu, mm -hmm. in the idyllic little Malibu world, yeah. I went to Santa Monica High School. My brother, I remember my brother telling me, um, he's like, you're going to get your butt kicked. The you, keep you, get doing the, you keep doing it. You think you're a tough guy. You think you did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I got there, and a buddy of mine, you know, we were all waiting in line for the water fountains, and a lot of the Malibu kids didn't make it at Santa Monica High School because it's tough. It was a tough school, tough program. Oh, they weren't, Football they weren't was, able to keep up with yeah, the Yeah, they couldn't academics. keep up with okay. it, and it was tough. And Well, they, they couldn't keep up with the athletics. Oh, okay. You had a lot of other talented kids up there, and they couldn't step up. Yeah. I remember we were in line, and there was a kid, my buddy, who was like one of my best friends growing up, and we did all our football stuff together. Um, and he, we were in line as sophomores because we, we couldn't go as freshmen there. But we were in line as sophomores going in, and um, um, the the rule was the upperclassmen if they came up while we were in line for the water fountains in our football gear, the upperclassmen would just cut the front. Yeah, I love just, it. That's all I there was it. to it. You, yeah. you can't stop because you're little pipsqueaks. You know? Yeah, that's the pecking order. Suck yeah. it up and deal with it. But you didn't. You didn't. I didn't. You I didn't wouldn't say a word. That. No, yeah. I didn't. You can I, wait your turn. Oh no, I wouldn't tell the upperclassmen that. I just let oh, them. Okay, that, okay. That, that's, gonna, that's the deal. So, okay, I got it. It's like being in the army or something. I was like, cool. But this other guy cut in front of my buddy. My buddy was like, hey man, you can't do that. I was like, shut up. It was like one of our own. You know, sophomores. So like, yeah. shut up, man. Whatever. And my buddy was like, "Hey, you can't do it." He's going to talk his way through it. The guy turned around, popped, popped my friend right in the face. Pow! Yeah. I, I just leapt into action, took this guy, and I was trying yeah. to. Just I was going to do some things to this guy. I had him up against a locker, and I exploded at him, and it, people pulled me off him. Um, and my buddy quit. Didn't come back to play anymore after that. He quit that next day. He didn't show up for practice, and he was done. And he said, I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't like it. It's not fun. Yeah. He got intimidated, and he quit. Yeah, yeah. I was furious. Uh, yeah. So yeah. this other kid... Yeah, other people dictate, like... Well, so this other yeah. kid who did that... I remember, I'm not going to say his name. He probably remembers it too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you count, you're doing drills. And he's like the fourth guy in. I'm like the fifth guy. I, I step in front of the other guy. I'm now fourth. Yeah. I went up against yeah, him every in. drill and I was trying to just murderize him. I was come, ball was thrown <laughs> over his head. I still ripped him to the ground. I wanted to go yeah. at him so bad. Yeah. And that was my way for justice. And the guys were laughing. And you were a sophomore? I was a sophomore. All the kids were sophomores. Oh, he was a sophomore too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I ended up playing the varsity after that. But um, okay. two of us did, myself and this other kid. But yeah. Um, but um, we started a sophomore because everybody did and um, we played our sophomore seasons with the team and then we went up to varsity but um, I was trying to get this guy because I was so angry and the other kids see that they're like he's pissed 
because this guy smacked his buddy and he's exacting revenge, if you will. You know, off field revenge. Yeah. And I did, I did, and I did. And they were laughing, they're giggling like they're like, Kane's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, he yeah. just go because I was I wanted a piece of this guy. So man, and I was a good football player. But and how did he take it? Did he just He took it. Well he could he, he, didn't he give could up. turn he could he turn oh he he stopped. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, you're giving it to he, him. He, he never was going to, I mean, he could have turned. I wanted that. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was that. Just, I was physically able to do that. It was a good thing. Yeah. But I, you know, I've been, in, even, but every year it'd be different. There's someone else challenging you. There's something else going on. And there's, that's part of the game of football. You have to be alpha. And yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. Or else you're going to get, or this. else you get eaten up and you're gone. Yeah. And that's the, but that, and that's a lot of what life is. It's not as dog eat dog. I and mean, there's yeah. rules and there's uh, things, but it's ways, yeah. more or less that's what happens. See, that's what I love, like love about competition, and and that's one of the things we're talking about. Like, oh, participation was always this. Like, no, like you have to go and <coughs> you have to put in the work. You have to do these things. I remember um, as as uh, you're working your way up the pecking order, and then once you're this junior or the senior, now you have these other guys. And I'm like, well, if they're coming with the same mentality that I had, I need to let them know right now there's no shot they're ever going to. And I, I feel bad because I'm friends with some of these guys to this day, but some of these freshmen sophomore, every day, and this wasn't football, they're this was basketball. Take your job. I'm throwing them to the ground. Like, I'm sure. a huge jerk but on, on the court. Sure. But I'm like, I have to let them know, like, this is my spot, and I'm in this spot for a reason. Yeah. And, and, and you don't just get to get it because you're on the next. You're going to have to take You're it. not even going to sub in the game for me. Like, I'm in, I'm staying in, and I don't need you. I'm going to make it very clear to everyone in the gym. And, and and I've had coaches like that that um, just live like I bounced back from Point Loma Nazarene and I went to San Diego City College, all black teammates. And I walked in and literally the first time I ever went to the gym, the cops were called. It was like one of those <laughs> scenarios. It was like one year we were cri uh, Crips and the other year we were Bloods. Wow, I never gosh. knew which was what was going on, but right. I was just doing like, I'm just here to play basketball. And uh, for the first two months of that season, I was literally like jumped into a gang. I remember my head being grabbed um, by my hair and my head repeatedly bashed into a ball rack. Um, these guys are six, six, just beating the crap out of me. And then about two months into it, you earned your way in. They accepted me, and I was one of the boys. And, and they're still my friends today. But in the beginning, they did not want to take me on. But I loved that environment of you every it. day. Every day we were battling, and when we we're on the court, we're not boys. We're not friends. Like I'm trying to let everyone know that I'm better than you, and that I deserve this spot and I've been on teams where it's um, like I literally had this one coach tell me and this was at the time when I was like I don't know if I like basketball anymore but it was like oh we don't play like practice we just kind of pace ourselves like we'll turn it on in the game and I just looked at him like well, that's why we're losing. Yeah, that's why that you're is not a winner. Yeah, this is not a winning mentality. I, I can't even believe you said that. Like, I like I had to like leave. I was like so perturbed. But I think, and I've had the same thing in my life where I've lived when I first moved to LA in uh, Van Nuys on a couch. I need to have that hunger and that fire and that desire that I have, where I'm always chasing it. I'm always the underdog. And and I think sports are such a beautiful illustration for how we're supposed to live our lives. I agree. But. Unfortunately, so often that is missed, and and I, not that I want to blame anybody, but I want to blame the parents because they never got that, and they're just like, we got to win games, and it's like, yeah, you definitely want to do all those things, but what is it telling you about life? You know, my my dad, we would go watch the older kids play baseball, like Little League age, and um, I remember, I remember it wasn't like who hit the the game-winning home run or who made the big play, it was. What did that guy do after he struck out? Or what did he do after he missed the ball? Did he turn around, sprint, get it to the next guy? Did he throw his bat, his helmet, blame blame the other players, walk out to his position? And it was like, 
he taught me, and it's the whole thing, it's the whole attitude is everything. Like, how you do anything is how you're going to do everything. And if you can bounce back <laughs> from those situations like you're talking about, am I going to let this injury define who I am, or am I going to turn and, hey, I'm going to get the next play, I'm going to encourage the next guy, and, and, and then you're going to win at the bigger game, which is life. Like, surrounding yourself with people who are better than you and oh. who are strengthening you. You had an amazing network, not only it sounds like in the neighborhood, but then also in the football world when you sure. were at UCLA. Like to be around those people is incredible. Like that's oh, great. So awesome. And um, I remember probably about uh, fifth, sixth grade, I would start going to the rec center. We had this rec center and I'd just play against the adults. Yeah. And they would kick my butt. And they, were, and they would take pride in it. But you know what? I had to learn, okay, I have to like create space to get my shot off. Or, or I have to learn how to use my left hand or I have to get stronger. And there's nothing that made me better than playing against people who are bigger and stronger than me. And and I, I realized that early. And I so when people that would try to come play with me that weren't. There are people that hate me because I would never play with them. But I, I just told them like, you know, I'm here to get better and like playing against you. Like it's it, like you're not good. Like I gotta, I'm not, I'm not the guy in there shooting half court shots. Like I'm, I'm there to, to for on a, on a job. And, yes. and So it's like surrounding yourself with those people. But what team did you normally run with? Because I know Shane likes to keep them. Uh, yeah, I stayed. I, ra I ran with Jay Harrington and okay. uh, Justin whenever we could get him. I love playing with Justin. Justin's okay. a great teammate. Yeah. See, I gravitate towards great teammates. Yeah. I don't need to have the best players in the room. Yeah. I want the best teammates. Set some screens, get some rebounds, let's move hustle. the ball around. Hustle. Yeah. I will hustle every single time. You know who's great? Travis Van Winkle. Were you ever on his team? I was never on his squad. He's the ultimate we team, want guy. Our team guy. Oh, hustle. Like, just puts his body on the line. He would have been a great, a great, great uh, teammate. guy for you. Because yeah. you know he's going to hustle and you know you're going to be there and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoy that. I Eric enjoy Kaufman that. too. Oh, really? The two of those guys. Either. Yeah, the two. See, you guys would have, you guys would have had a good time. I would like. Sometimes we're like, you're playing a game, and like I'm wide open for a three. Yeah. And you'll hear a teammate go, oh, oh, no, no. And you're like, what? The? Yeah, that's it's not going to help my shooting percentage when you're saying, don't yeah, shoot, don't I'm shoot. I'm in the midst of shooting. You're like, no. What the what? I'm wide open. Yeah. Go get a rebound. Yeah, yeah. Or make sure someone's back on the whatever. I mean, I'm, you, you can't be out there and not expect guys, you yeah. want your guys. You want to instill confidence in your teammates. You want yeah. to tell you know, look, take. You're good. This is your shot. You're good from three yeah. point line. You're good. Or you're good right around here. You got this short. You got that mid range jumper. Whatever it is, you try to get them their the ball yeah. on their spots. That's what teammates do. Yeah, yeah. And some there were people that never got that though. There's times. Well, there's some people that know their role. Like C. Lloyd, that guy's gonna shoot it yeah. from 15 feet in, and he's gonna make it every and single time. And it's always on the side, on the court from the corner. Yes, it's every, but he's made, but he knows, like yep. he knows his role. So it's like when you have those people that know, like, okay, this is what That's it. It's not To like shooting. I was on a team one time with him in the game, I, and I'm a pass first point guard. I'm not a guy going for 30 points. Like every once in a while, I'll get in the 20s, but usually I'm I'm passing. You're doing addition. your job. Yeah, those guys. I'm like. Dang, I'm not going to get one single shot. And it's not even like they were making them. And maybe on some days they do. But on this day, it was like, like you guys got to know, like when you're 0 for like 12. Like Either maybe, take it to the rack yeah, or dish. Don't get fouled. Like you're both strong dudes. But I would, I would, I'm a defensive back. So anytime we played T.O., Oh, I, mean, I would you love check it. Him. Just physical. Just I would physical. just chase him. I would kept. All, all I would do is basically I would just deny him the ball yeah. all day long, and he would hate that. I had to get make frustrated. Work. Yeah, and I'm I'm heavy, so I'd lean on him all the time. Always had a hand yeah, on him. Always yeah. pushing. Uh, annoying. And I would tire him out, and yeah. and every once in a while he'd get out there and he'd just blow by me. As he blew by me, I would foul him. Yeah. 
I got five fouls to give. Yeah, so he yeah. blew by me. He's not going to get his dunk. He's not going to get up. Uh, he's going to get fouled. I'm getting he's the best. Like you look at that guy and you're like, this is the best form of man yeah, yeah. I've ever you're, seen. Like, you can, uh, craft and Adonis, it, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. He has Hall of Fame numbers, but he hasn't gotten in the Hall of Fame, and it's yeah. unfortunate. So I have to, speaking of basketball, I have to ask you about one story. So I told my brother the other day, um, when we were out in Arizona, I was like, yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm doing the podcast thing. Here's a few people. And then next week, I'm doing Dean Kate. And he goes... So we're like the biggest Michael Jordan fans. Oh, so yes. I think you know where I'm going with this. He's like, I think, and you should look into this, he played basketball during Space Jam with Michael Jordan. So can you confirm or deny or give us I like, what is the deal? I yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, First okay, of all, okay. <laughs> Mike is the, you know, maybe the greatest athlete ever, ever. Um, and it's, had, it's tough now though when you say it because people are like, LeBron James, but I'm like, LeBron's Michael unbelievable, Jordan, but Michael Jordan all day. But it's a different, LeBron's a bigger, stronger guy. Just different, just yeah. a different kind yeah, of athlete. Different age. Yeah, uh, different, different age, different thing. Yeah. And LeBron is I'm unbelievable. Yeah, I'm with you on Mike. But so Mike was there, and he had finished, and he had retired, and then he was trying to make a comeback. So he was doing Space Jam as he was getting ready to make the comeback. But this is the time where he was taking it really seriously. He had kicked, kicked it up a notch, and, and so they took an entire parking lot. They got rid of all the parking spaces, which is at a premium on Warner on the Warner Brothers yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shooting Superman at the time, so they built this, they, we call it the Jordan Dome, and he built this place there, and he only let a couple guys come in to play, okay. and he would let me come in and play. Um, I, the girl I was dating at the time was also a Nike athlete, and okay. that's how I originally met him, and, um, and I came and played with those guys a couple times, the runs, and, and it was, you know, it's 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 Reggie Miller, it's, 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 it's Barkley, it's... Just your average pickup run. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So we're out there, and, and then some great college players, Toby Bailey and the kids from UCLA, and those guys were there. Sometimes they would be up there running, and, and it was just, it was amazing. It was great. So I would get up there and get in these games, and there was only a couple of us they'd let run, and then I was one, and, and Mike would just let me run, and I was cool. And, and so, you know, it's regular five on five full court basketball. I had a full court in there. Yeah. And uh, we're playing one game, and uh, we're playing against Mike. And we're up. We're, it's by ones. Okay. No matter what. Who's it's on like, your team? Do you remember? Do you had like? I remember I had. Uh, I don't remember exactly who it was, but it's all all star. It was like all yeah, players. Yeah, it's you all, know? yeah, yeah. And so we're running around, and and you know they wouldn't really guard me much or whatever it was, and, but they took the game very seriously. And this game's a nine. And if you lose, you sit down. And there's other guys waiting to play. Yeah, yeah. That means if Mike loses, he sits down. Yeah, yeah. And whoever it is, you so sit it's down. competitive because you don't want to sit down. Oh, it's yeah. You, you know how next. you play in a, a, a playground and guys sometimes start to get those fights that all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was happening okay. here. Yeah, I was with six nine. Seven foot, uh, the best athlete with Michael in the world. Jordan and Reggie yeah, Miller. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, what? We're yeah. like playing playground ball. I wasn't a foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, and they're on just smack talking, and you got to yeah. call it. And then you, and they were, and they were getting pissed. So Mike was working his inside game. He was working his post up game. Oh, and there okay. was a guy he was playing against was probably six nine, six ten, eleven, so bigger than him. But he was posting him up and working his post up game. Yeah, and that Mike was that clearly doing that work and working on that big body guy and guarding him on the other side. The other yeah. guy was a you know a, a bruiser, a, a big time guy and um, taller and you know strong and. Um, so we we ended up being up like seven four, right? So we're up seven four. Uh, no, we're up we're up we're up eight four. Next point for us wins. Okay, right? Um, and we go we go, we feed it into our big guy who's Mike's on. Mike blocks it, stops it, comes down. We come down, goes into Mike. He goes up on him, scores eight okay. five. All right, same kind of thing again. Goes down, come back, back, back to Mike. He hits something. He's kind it's, of taken over. Yeah, right this yeah. Way. Okay. Now okay. it's eight six, eight <laughs> yeah. seven. Now it's eight. I'm like, damn. And I'm just running around. I'm setting my screens, doing my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the place I always love to get is come off a pick off the top of the key and just pull up there for three. Okay. 
that's and that's just a very comfortable straight spot away, for me. Straight away, straight away, straight away, straight off the top. Yeah, so I came flying around. Yeah, I'm into that spot too. Yeah, so I kept flying across there. I, I ran through the. Well, what happened is during the game, a couple times during the early part of the game, I was you know cutting through the lane, and guys dish. I mean, I'm not used to that. Some you, you oh, cut through the quick, lane, yeah. and guys just dish you, yeah. and you lay it up and in. Yeah, that happened three times. Yeah, yeah. Of our of our. Eight points. Three of them were me cutting through the lane. Yeah, and a guy just dished me, boom, boom, and I just laid it up in. I was like, "Wow, damn!" Yeah, the these guys are good at this. I was like, "Basketball wow. thing." The second you were open, all of a sudden the ball came flying through, and they had yeah. no problem dishing to me. I was yeah. like, "Damn!" And then after the second basket, Mike goes, "Somebody want to f- guard him?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and I was like, "He's getting damn, fired up." Yeah, this is pissed. Yeah, my French, but at me, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "All right," and I cut through again. Okay, on the bus. It's on the bus. Yeah, So I did that again. I scored, and out, and he starts ripping into his teammates. You're pointing at him. Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Damn." Damn, just shut up and do your job. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. not throwing any dude's gonna stop me. Hell no. <laughs> so then um, it's going on, going on, and this all happens, and Mike was getting pissed, and that maybe that was what fired up, you know, to begin with. Yeah. And he and this guy are going at it, and they're almost brawling. I mean, they, they get separated two or three times. Okay, so it's like, like it's, real legit. It's going yeah, heavy it's like, duty. This is real like, open gym basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, I was like, they're gonna get in a fight in, in Mike's gym, but all right, but he was the most competitive dude I've ever seen. Yeah. So I remember I came around a screen and they the ball came around, we were moving the ball around. Um, and it came around to me. Up to, I just cut around up top, and right as I came around top, somebody dished it to me, and I immediately just went up. I remember going up, and it went slow. I went up, and I went up the top of the key. I let it go, and I was like, it, it was all slow. Yeah, movie moment, slow yeah. motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a couple guys. I saw a couple guys like look. Like maybe I wasn't supposed to take the shot. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah. I broke etiquette there. Yeah, what's the, yeah protocol. You know, because they've been going into Mike and our guy every time, whatever. So, yeah. so I was like, all right. Yeah, so I, I just I, up, up it went, and as I shot, I, I, saw, I saw a couple of faces like. No, no. It goes up, and it kind of it hit the front inside part of the rim. But boom, dropped. Boom, game done. over. Nine eight. Mike, sit down. <laughs> Mike had to sit down. Oh, he was so I was, he was furious. Because I, oh. I mean, it was not hard to guard me off that pick anyway. Yeah. But somebody got lazy on defense. Mike had to sit down. So I wrote a thing about that in the in, in the NBA, in, like in, in, for something for the NBA. Okay. I called it, you know, invading rare air. <laughs> uh, and Mike got asked about it once on uh, on like Access Hollywood. They're like, hey, heard Dean Kane beat you? He goes, no, 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 no. Dean didn't beat me. His team did. Yeah. Okay. Dean did not beat me. Not and there's no way I would be ever, yeah, ever. That, yeah. Mike on one leg. There's just not a chance. But yeah. so, so I did that. So we're playing the next game now, and Mike's sitting in. Uh, he's having to sit. He's just seating. Yeah, and he's just, yeah, icing yeah, his yeah, knees yeah. and just pissed. Yeah. And um, we were playing. And something happened. It's a breakaway. Somebody hits me. You know, and I come on the left side. When you've got these these unbelievable athletes, I just tossed it up. Yeah, it off the so backboard. Easy, right? A guy comes in and jams it. Yeah. I was like, man, this. And, and Mike from this corner is going. He's like, hey. Every dog has his day. As I'm going, <laughs> he's he's shit talking yeah, me, yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yes, I'm yeah. Of, I, I'm Michael good Jordan enough to get shit talked to. I'll take it. Yes. I was like, that is amazing. Uh, and then I don't think I, I don't think I won another game like for like the next. Doesn't matter. Eight days. I got the one. Yeah. But the, I got. I mean, remember those points where I couldn't even get a ball. I couldn't even get a shot off. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was just like, I literally can't even. They won't even let me shoot. I was like, <laughs> they're gonna swat it. From, I was like, mm, I can't learned. think of a of a high as a for a basketball player of a higher like more just exciting moment than to I got to play. Basketball with Michael Jordan, Unbelievable. and then I got to hit the game-winning shot yeah. in, a, in a thing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It. But I mean, you know, if Mike was on me, he would have scored every second, every time, everything. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, part yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah. It was part of the thing. I learned that once with Ray Allen too. Yeah, we were playing a celebrity Mag- Magic Johnson thing, and there was only three of us that were playing in the game that weren't NBA All Stars. Okay, it was myself, Bill Bellamy, and and um, was Brian, this in Phoenix? Ryan McKnight. 
This was at UCLA. Okay. We did some things at Phoenix too. Yeah, we were over there the other day. Game. We were talking, and uh, he's so like, fun. "Oh, I know Dean, the player development over there, Chris Mallory. He's yep. awesome. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. great fun yeah. to go over there and do yeah. that stuff. But we were at uh, UCLA. We're playing, and Ray Allen goes ball goes to Ray Allen, and he's out there one on one with me, and he's just bouncing up, getting ready to just take me to the hole. And I, for like, I guess for like a half a second, he looked away with something, but I just picked him. Yeah, I picked yeah. him, took off, dished it all away, and. Off he dribbles high. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I was like, get in I was there. like yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, he kind of yeah. I got to do a film with Denzel Washington. Okay, which was the same to me. It's called Out of Time. Okay, that was the same to me as playing basketball with Michael Jordan. You know, I got to go and act best, opposite yeah. Denzel He's Washington. The best. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that that kind of thing is amazing, and I. And they earned those things. They, yeah. He earned the best. Yeah. You know, Michael earned the best. Denzel earned the best. Yeah. So to be able to get up there and go with them is is amazing. But it yeah. takes effort and reaching beyond what you think you can do. Yeah. Anytime I've really achieved anything, I, I took on something that I wasn't sure I could actually do it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. I'll take a, I'll take it. Can you do it? Of course yeah. I can. Yeah. Figure it out. Inside my yeah. brain, I'm like, I don't know if no I can do this. Clue. I sure <laughs> hope I can. I'm going to work hard. That's we'll what go I'm going to do. And that's how you achieve. I think that's so cool too with the uh, what you say with Michael Jordan because I've heard the same thing. I met him. I met him once, and by met him, so here's what happened. I was at <laughs> I was at All Star Weekend, and um, I'm out there. One of my boys is uh, works with a bunch of athletes. And he's like, come to this event, and it's me and a couple of these WNBA players, Elena Deladon. Huge, and she's wearing heels. So I'm just like so she's like six nine. She's like yeah, she's like looking. I remember she was looking Blake Griffin in the eye. They're, they were <laughs> eye to eye, and I'm just like, what the heck? And I'm at this event that I have no business being at. It's literally I like everyone there. I like tall, tall girls, so I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, no, you would love her then because mm -hmm. she is just like literally looking him in the eye. I'm like, gosh, golly, Dang. don't stand by me. I feel so little. I'm like over here by Spike Lee. Like uh. you're more my type over here. <laughs> and I'm just a fish out of water. It's everyone, and then all of a sudden, uh, Chris Paul comes up, and uh, he's like, hey. Um, MJ, Mike wants to meet you. To Elena Deladon, I'm like, yeah, he does. Like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So he brings us over there. Like, I'm going with you. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> and, it, and it's him and uh, Mark Cuban, and they got this whole little special Cuban's spot. A buddy he's of mine got this. Too. Okay, he's yeah. got the stogies going, thing going on. And uh, Mike comes up and he's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you to her. But I'm standing right next to him. I'm like, he kind of has peripheral vision. I think I'm he was kind of looking at me. We're breathing the same air. That was my moment. <laughs> I'm like, I met Michael Jordan. I'm telling people, like, I'm such a fan. But that competitive fire that he had and this is as he's about to make a comeback he's already won championships he doesn't have to prove anything and like what we were talking about earlier like competitive like work hard like you have to want it nothing's just given to you and the, I think a lot of people miss that they think like the LeBron James the oh, Michael Jordans are LeBron just gifted tail off. they're like the hardest working people the hardest working you'll ever see Michael Jordan worked harder this was him getting ready to come back and bringing in all-stars and working hard and fighting in his own gym yeah fighting playing yeah. against some other guy in, just working his inside game and getting in fights yeah no joke. That's why. That's how you become the best. Yeah. With some of the stuff that I'm doing now, I'm I'm getting out in front of a lot of these kids. And I told you a little bit about my uh, my father and just having a good role model and a mentor. Um, and one of the things that actually kind of got me going in this direction was I was meeting so many kids that don't have that. Um, yeah, don't have father. Don't, they don't. Ha yeah, male. Don't have. Yeah. Don't have people in their life, whether it's a brother or a sibling, someone in the neighborhood. And um, you mentioned earlier that your biological dad wasn't. Um, was gone. Wasn't in the picture. Did. Did your, who you call your father today, your, your stepfather, did he just kind of come in and fill that role? Or how did, or was it so young that you just weren't? No, he was and there. I'm just curious of, of that. And you don't have to talk about it if you no, don't no, want sure. to. No, I don't no, want to get too personal, I, but I just was thinking about it. And it's something it's that I, it's a, it's, a, it's a story I love to share. Yeah. And yeah. the reason for it is because um, I was a young, aggressive, physically talented kid who could do a lot of stuff. 
and I needed to be mentored, taught. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I would have been a bully kid. Or I could have done yeah, those things. Yeah. I physically was stronger than most kids. I could have done those things. Um, um, my dad stepped in when I was four years old. You know, he he taught me everything, and he was always there. At every moment, I look at the toughest parts of my life. My dad was there. Mm -hmm. Anytime I needed it, he was there, and that's mm -hmm. what I try to do for my own son. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to talk. I know we're going for a while here, so we'll wrap sure. this up here shortly. Um, um, let's talk about that moment real quick. That when you got injured, mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of times that's when the the beauty happens of of uh, you know who you're going to decide who you're going to be. What yeah. what what do you got inside you? The, the toughness for, from sports. Sure. So you got this injury. Uh, rookie season with the Bills and was it you knew right then it was over or what what kind of happened um, it was weird um, it was a strange little sort of nagging injury it start, started at minicamp and I, just weird little nagging thing and, and, and I didn't know one of the things I didn't know at the time and I wish I had known was I would have just grabbed ice and just, just from the trainer and just left Mm -hmm. um, reporting injuries up there is it's a big no-no in a sense because then they're really flagging you and they're worried about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, you might not get another contract kind of thing. Yeah, and I was yeah. just worried about getting, make sure it's, I like to be, I did it all the time in college. I wanted to be 100%. So if I had a sore finger, if I had a sore anything, I'm fixing it. I'm in the yeah, training yeah, room yeah. and I'm just working it, working it, working it because <laughs> you constantly need training, work yeah. in the training room. But yeah. in the NFL, I guess that was a no-no. So I was doing that and going in and having to work the knee, work the knee. I was like, because it was, I felt a weird twinge. So let's just keep working this. Let's yeah, do whatever yeah. we have to do. Yeah. Um, and and I thought I was going to have my surgery. Finally, when it happened in camp, when I came back after after mini camp, everything I was all ready to go. It just kind of kept swelling on me, going up and down, up and down. It was just a nagging thing. So they uh, they um, they told me I had to have surgery. So mm -hmm. I figured, okay, I'll have the surgery. Um, I'll do my rehab. I'll be all great and wonderful. Come back, and it'll be aces. No big yeah. deal. I yeah, felt yeah, yeah. really comfortable in the Buffalo system. I felt really comfortable that I would have a shot to make that squad. And it was the be the defense was built. For me, the way I played. Okay. So I was like, "This is perfect. This is, perfect. This is literally yeah, yeah. perfect." Yeah, yeah. And um, um, after the surgery, there was a little more. Once they got in there, they were like, "Okay, it was a little worse than we thought." There was, you know, you lost a piece of bone on this thing and blah blah. I said, "Okay, uh -huh. it's no big deal. We're gonna, we're still get through it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm invincible. Yeah, I'm 22. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we did the rehab, did the rehab, and it was getting better, get better. But it kept swelling up on me every time I was going on. So I went through almost the whole season until November, although I was here in California, mm -hmm. and. Um, then they finally told me, you know, this is a. Uh, I saw a neutral physician. They're like, you're it's never going to be able to play football again. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you. you can't. This you need to find something else to do. If you want to play basketball with your kid when you're 40, yeah, you need to find another line of work. And I was like, your whole vision for your whole life that you've been working towards, you're done. Yeah. I How did like, you take it? I was shocked. Yeah. I, I also didn't 22. believe it because I, the, when I finally realized I wasn't going to put back playing in the NFL. I was I was in like the third season of Lois and Clark. Mm. I mean, I still thought I could. I was like, I could still, I could still. You were still like, I have the backup plan. I like, this is just temporary. I could still be there. <laughs> the Superman <laughs> thing. You're starting to get in your head like, hey, I, uh, well, I, I, I got really, some yeah, special yeah, powers here. Well, I was in great shape. I could run all yeah. day long. I was like, this is fine. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go back. I, and I realized, man, I'm never. You're never gonna pull play your MJ. <laughs> you're never gonna play football again. And it took me a long time to realize that. There was the right afterward where I was like, okay, I'm no longer in college. I'm no longer playing football. I, and that's what I identified myself with. Yeah, your whole identity yeah, is, this is, is based on I am an athlete. That's what I do. And now it's taken that away. That was hard. And so I was working on my writing yeah. and doing my thing and having to build it up from there. Yeah. And the truth is, as an actor, you're always rebuilding. An actor, a filmmaker, you're, 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 you're out of work 
you know, as soon as you finish this this job. Yeah. So you're always constantly doing that. I like that about the job because it keeps you sharp mm -hmm. and it keeps you hungry and keeps you working. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool situation. And you're always judged on your next thing. You know, I don't yeah. care how successful you were here or there. You do your next movie. Yeah. They're judging you. Yeah. But that was back then. What's he doing now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I get it all the time now. I go to Comic-Cons and things and um, and people are like, so what do you do now? What, do you, are you still acting? And you're like, wow. Yeah. I've, been, I've done a hundred and <laughs> nine movies yeah, or just whatever. Just because you only saw the that, Superman. And, and stuff, there's yeah. so many things on, on TV and on films and things and Netflix yeah. and yeah. Amazon and Hulu and all the regular stuff and all the HBO and show, you know you could be doing a show for four years and nobody sees it yeah yeah I yeah, love so much that. noise out there yeah yeah I think it's fantastic yeah then you can just do your job yeah and, and have a life so I've done a lot of things where I, you know ensemble cast and things like that yeah but I'm about another year away from um, being able to devote my time my time full-time to work yeah, because as it is. Yeah, you know, so what's going to happen? You're about to go, to, about to graduate high school. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, out, I was up with him this morning. I made him breakfast. The whole okay. that's what I do. You're really doing it. You're really doing I, it. I have for 17 years. <laughs> Love it. That's something I've worked very hard in. And I've been really lucky to be able to put my career on the back burner. I've been a dad. Yeah. First. So what's going to happen here in this next year? What is your like? If I mean, like you said, you don't know how this industry is ever going to happen in entertainment. But if you had your way, is it more being behind the camera or? I like or, all the things. I love. I love each. being behind the camera. I've written yeah. six six movies in the last year. And half two years yeah, yeah. Um, and just finish another spec one now and uh, I, 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 I enjoy the heck out of that and you're not always being judged as, as you are as you, when you're an actor yeah uh, I love directing but you have to be able to devote yourself to it it's like anything else if you're gonna be a great basketball player you're gonna do your 10,000 hours of dribbling you're gonna do your things you have to focus on that it's hard to do that when you're focused on being a parent yeah so you're having to balance that if I'm directing a movie I'm gone for a year that's what I'm doing for a year yeah that takes that kind of time yeah, yeah. and that kind of commitment and if I'm gonna do it I want to do it right and I have a picture I just wrote that I would love to co-direct. Um, the reason I would, wouldn't want to direct it 100% is because I'd be starring in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want someone else's eye in there too and a yeah. couple of little places. And, and we have a very cool situation where we might be able to make this picture for a, a number and it's pretty cool. That's um, awesome. We'll be looking out. We'll it's be looking fun, out for but that. I like yeah. to do. I like to do everything. There's no reason to have to decide to be in front of the camera, behind the camera, or anything. Yeah. Um, I, I like doing both. It's being creative. Yeah. And so wherever it takes me, if if it ends up that I end up more in front of the camera, fine. Behind the camera, whatever. Yeah. And it'll go back and forth as time goes on. I, I look at some of my quotes when I was first starting, um, and I was doing Lois and Clark, and they're like, "Where do you see yourself in five years, ten years?" I learned to never answer that question. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Again. No clue. No idea. We'll see. I hope I'm working. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I hope I'm healthy and I hope I'm working. Yeah. You don't know and, and you have these grandiose ideas for what you might be doing. I didn't know I was gonna have a kid. I didn't know that was that was not planned. There's just so many things that happen to you. You can get injured, you can have a million different things happen to you. Yeah. And uh so I just wanna be you know, uh, I want to be productive and working, and that's it. And, and yeah. if it's in front, yeah. great. If it's behind, great. I just produced those two documentaries with with, uh, with ATI, and um, was that's over in awesome. Armenia doing that stuff. Yeah, it was very yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, just finished writing a whole bunch of movies. Hopefully, going to be able to produce some of those too. And um, that's the wonderful thing about this business is you can do all of it. You don't have to really choose. Yeah. All right. Two things. We're going to wrap this up. Hey, hey, we'll go play some ball or something. During those. Um, those Superman days where mm -hmm. you were like the guy, like you said, you had the big uh, contract, like things are going on. And I could be reading this wrong, but you just seem so down to earth and and um, just like humble about it all. I don't think that's the case with a lot of people that I've seen and people that I've been around who hit that level of success. Um, what what do you think it was that helped you stay grounded? Was it the people around you, family, or just like your natural kind of disposition of who you are? I think it's a combination or, of everything. Yeah. A, a natural disposition, certainly my family. I grew up with kids 
you know, when I when I finally yeah, I guess, was yeah, in yeah. college, you know, Charlie Sheen was the sexiest guy, in the, sexiest man in the world. And we're like, Charlie's He's like the up. sexiest I mean, guy on our block. Yeah, it's yeah. like something, you know, stuff like that. I also saw those guys, Sean and Charlie and Rob, and those guys make big mistakes and do things. And I realized that what the press was like, my dad was like, they're going to build you up and then they're going to tear you down. Um, that's the way it is. Uh, right now, you're in your honeymoon phase. They're going to be nice to you. And then they're yeah. going to rip on you. And this, he said, so So um, for me, it was, it was understanding that um, and also being an athlete. As an athlete, you just you could be in your heyday, and then you got an injury, and you're gone. Um, Someone it, else so it can happen in a heartbeat. And there's always hungry people behind you. Stay mm. humble, work hard, and that's that's you know. And also, it's also the filmmaking is being part of a team, and I have that team mentality. Yeah. If I can get us out of here faster, if I can just jump off this thing instead of having to use this whole thing, I don't need it to be all about me. I'm part of the team. Let's make this work for the best of us and do our job, do it the best we can. Let's get home. Um, I, I do a lot of things with, with our military, and I, uh, and, yeah. I, and I go all over the place. And I, a lot of my, the Navy SEAL folks and Delta Force guys are friends of mine. Special operators, guys, they're all great friends. The thing about a lot of these guys are they're not the greatest athletes. Yeah. They're good athletes. They're good enough. They are mentally the toughest people you'll ever, ever, ever meet. Yeah. And that's what it is. They When they when they go through buds, they're not trying to find the greatest athletes who's going to run the fastest mile. Who's yeah. gonna, they want someone who just will never, ever quit. Yeah. If you are going to go back um, to your younger self, mm -hmm. you're just getting it all going. Maybe it's um, the high school version of you, junior high. Maybe it's as you're starting uh, the next stage of your career. What would be like the one thing that you would impart and pass along to yourself? If you could boil it down, maybe there's a couple things, but if there was one thing, and don't feel like you have to say attitude is everything or something right now, oh, but no. like what would be that um, My attitude thing was always th good. that would serve you the best? Um, you know, it's so hard to say exactly. Um, because when you have the knowledge that you have now, if I have the knowledge that I have now, you'd be so much more, I think you'd just be so much more patient. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how hard I would have to work. Uh, I don't think I had the mental toughness. I, I went, when I went to Princeton, I learned to become a man. I, I went hmm. there as a boy and I left as a, as a young man and that was important. Yeah. I had to learn how to work. I had to learn how to study in a way that wasn't, that I hadn't had to do before. I had always been able to give it decent amount of effort yeah. and be out on top. Hey. Yeah, and, yeah. And I learned it as an athlete and as a as an academic. Like, man, people didn't want me in their study group because they're like, one kid said, you know, what's Dean going to add to the study group? And I thought we'd just be in a group studying. I didn't realize it was cutthroat competitive. Jeez, yeah. I still yeah. want to beat him for that one. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Yeah. Dan, you know, Did he know who you are, the, Dan. You yeah. know who you are, Dan. Yeah, the bookworm. Yeah. He's going oh, yeah. against the football like, guy. Like, Not smart. He should be smarter than that. Yeah, it's, uh, I was like, wow. Protection? What do you need? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your own safety? <laughs> no, you know, but that's that's the thing. It was, uh, it was, it was weird. But I think that, I, I guess... What I and what I try to impart into my son, you know, is like it's it's like school it, it, decisions you make can be life altering hmm. that you make at that age. And and I wish I could impart knowledge and wisdom to these kids to be careful for some of the stupid idiotic things you do. But that's how you learn too. So there's a it's a balance. I guess for me, I would have I don't know that I could give myself. My attitude was always very good. I yeah. was a very my dad joked about it. I'm the eternal optimist. He yeah, yeah, yeah. ran hurdles in high school and in college, but uh, he was like, if you had to race Ronaldo Nehemiah, who at the time, if you don't know who he was, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was the world record. The Usain Bolt of the day. Yeah, yeah. he was a hurdler. He yeah, hurdler. yeah, yeah. He ended up trying to play football, and that wasn't his sport. Uh, but um, he had the great speed, but as a hurdler, he was the best in the world. Hmm. And he's like, if you had to race Ronaldo Nehemiah tomorrow, you would think, I, I, I could win this. You would literally I, I think could, that. I would think I could win this. But that's part of the reason why you could not that you would but it's exactly. that mentality and i have the, this conversation with a couple of my well a lot of people but recently with a couple of my buddies who are doing successful as actors and they'll tell me well like hands down i'm the best person in my category and i'm like i will tell them like you're not 
but the fact that you think they, that you are is why you're going in the room with confidence, is why people love you and why you're doing it good. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know you're right. But I am the top person in my category. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. But that, that's something about having that, uh, that, that confidence. Yeah. You need to have that. And then when you don't get it, it's the Richard Dreyfuss th comment I heard he made it a long time ago. Maybe maybe I'm quoting him wrong, but this is uh, I, that he, it's attributed to him, and I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to fact check. We're going to tag all this on the show notes. you didn't get, those guys are idiots. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. You cast me, you're an idiot. Yeah. I stopped asking for feedback. I don't want feedback. Yeah, either you book me or you don't. I, I don't. What do I need feedback for? Yeah. I mean, I know what I do, so I'm going to do my job. If I'm happy with the job I did and they don't cast me, it's because they don't want me. Well, a lot of people can't take those 100, 500 no's, 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 no's before you get that yes. Because, I mean, even the most confident person is going to be like, maybe they just, I'm not likable, I'm not lovable. But if you can, the same thing, that persistence, that competitive, like, you know what, I'm going to show them. I just think it comes full circle sometimes. It absolutely does, but that's that thing that pays off, persistence. Yeah. Persistence. Persistence. You just keep going. That's yeah. the, I always, it's the turtle in the hair. Yeah. I love it, man. Yes. I appreciate you. Right. Thank you so pleasure. much.